today we shed God's light on the secret. I'm going to interview the author of the book, The Law of Attraction, Is It for Christians? I can't wait for you guys to hear what he has to say. Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast, hosted by certified coaches Elizabeth and Sebastian Richard. Elizabeth is a Christian life and leadership coach, branding consultant, and busy mompreneur. Sebastian is a Christian speaker, Bible teacher, author, and leadership expert. Together, they help today's committed believers to dig deeper in their knowledge and walk with God in order for them to grow and climb higher in life and leadership. If you want to dig even deeper, make sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com for more free resources and content. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Thriving on Purpose podcast. And today, as I said, I'm interviewing the author of The Law of Attraction, Is It for Christians? And the author is Sebastian Richard, my husband. So I'm going to ask him key questions because I know that this is the kind of topic that a lot of you have been asking yourself about. Anybody that's a Christian in personal development, in personal growth, has heard about The Law of Attraction. Uh, we've you know, listened to a bunch of people talk about it through this last decade, and a lot of entrepreneurs are talking about it as if it's something that seems to be working for them. So Sebastian decided to write a book and really shed some light into all the aspects of the law of attraction and uh, to really you know, dive deep into this topic so that you would get the answers you're looking for. So the first question I have for Sebastian is, when The Secret came out about a decade ago, as an evangelical Christian, what were your thoughts about this book? Yeah, well, first of all, you know that, Liz. In 2006, when the book came out, where I was at in my own personal growth, in my own personal development, (laughs) let's just put it this way, I was a very conservative, to some degree self-righteous, evangelical Christian, and... uh, I had a lot to learn. I loved the Lord. I, I was in love with His Word, but I still had a lot to learn. And I was in a place in my life where I was kind of like the rebound from bad experiences with religion. And uh, so there was some bitterness mixed in there. I had, there was some arrogance there. And there was also, I think it's a bit, just about that time when, when you confronted me about my, uh, my attitude of superiority when it came to knowledge or knowing about the Bible and stuff like that. And I remember it was probably around 2005 or six when, when you confronted me about that I felt that I knew more than most pastors at the time. So I was not in a very good place in my life. So yeah, when the book came out, I was in a position where I saw, first of all, I saw the book everywhere. When it came out, it took the world by storm. It was a huge, huge bestseller. And it was all over the place. It was at Walmart, it was at Costco, it was everywhere I went. So I sneered at it. I had an attitude of, that's garbage. 
and only dupes are going to buy it. And I knew better because, hey, I had Jesus and I have the Bible, right? So I knew much better than those idiots who were going to buy the secret who were all headed for hell. That was the mindset I was at at the time. But also at the time is when I began praying a very special prayer in my own personal life because slowly, little by little, uh, I have been led to conviction by you and by the Holy Ghost. He used you in that to uh, seek the truth in all things. So I have begun, that's when I would think I have begun that slow openness to more <laughs> fields of knowledge. Uh, oftentimes we talk about, me and you, about pitching our tents and that we're sojourners on the earth and I, want, I don't want to pitch my tent in one philosophy or field of knowledge and stay there. I always want to keep growing. So basically, I always want to keep packing up my tent, my stuff, and move on after I've parked it in, in a place where I learn a lot, but I don't want to stay there. I always want to move farther and farther. So it, it was about that time when I started doing that. But uh, to put it mildly, uh, when The Secret came out, I had nothing good to say about it. I thought only fools bought it. And uh, I thought only New Agers bought it. I thought they were all going to hell. That was the way I thought at the time. Do I still think like that? Yeah, to some degree, of course, I still do because I understand that salvation only comes through Jesus Christ. But my understanding of, of knowledge has evolved. Of, of what, uh, in other words, how to chew the grass and spit out the hay, which back then was, if it wasn't evangelical, it was trash in my, right. in my mindset, right? So, yeah, when the book came out, I had the attitude, and I, I still do, <laughs> I have to say, I still have that attitude. When a book becomes a bestseller, I'm very wary of it. If it's, like, like not just a bestseller, but a, a major uh, world-taking bestseller that, that sets the world on fire, I'm very wary of it. Uh, because then I'm like, well, if I read what everybody else is reading, I'm going to be thinking what everybody else is thinking. So I'm very careful when an, a book becomes a bestseller. I don't want to fall into that trap because I do believe it can be a trap. Notwithstanding, it can also be a blessing if you read a very good book. Uh, it's not because a book is a bestseller that is that is bad. Oftentimes, it's the, the opposite. When a book is a bestseller, it's because it conveys some very good information that I should know. But as a Christian, uh, we're oftentimes on the fringe right? Because as a believer, we, we take the narrow way, right? And the wide way leads to perdition, the, the scripture says. So I guess with that mindset as an evangelical, I saw it like, this is the wide way that leads to perdition. I have to stay away from that. And anybody who buys that book is a sucker. That was my mindset at the time. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, everybody, I think, you know, in churches, it's very common for pastors to say, don't touch this and talk about it in a negative way because they're so scared of people, uh, you know, dabbling into to different things and yeah. taking it as a sure thing, as a, a sure doctrine or yeah. a, a belief because most people are not able to find out where this root, you know, dig in and find out where does, where does this truly come from? And, um, 
like you mentioned to me earlier, we were talking about this topic and you were saying that the author of The Secret didn't invent anything new. It wasn't, for most of you listening, you've heard The Secret, that's the first time you've heard of the Law of Attraction. But when you do uh, research, uh, you discover that this is, the Law of Attraction is a law that we talk about like a long, long time ago, decades and decades ago. Yeah. So there's, you know, this is not something that was discovered by the author of The Secret. No, but she popularized it. So exactly. Rhonda Byrne, when she wrote The Secret and that book uh, became that huge uh, bestseller, that's when the term The Secret or The Law of Attraction became a household, very popular term that even non-readers of The Secret know. Like you talk to anyone in the street who's never read The Secret, you talk about the law of attraction. Most people, it's part of their vernacular, it's part of their vocabulary now. It's a popular notion. People know about it, right? Exactly. And you know, I think that as uh, Christian entrepreneurs, especially if you're in personal growth, I think that all of us Christians start questioning it at one point because we start hearing about, you know, vision boards working and certain people applying the laws and getting results and we're like, well, okay, if there's, you know, people that are unbelievers getting results like this, it kind of doesn't make sense. Is this law a demonic law? Is it something satanic that they're tapping into or is there more to it? And I should find out. Well, yeah. See, the knee-jerk reaction that uh, if we're brainwashed in religion, we're going to think, well, the devil is granting their desires. It's a very ignorant thing to say, to just say, well, the devil made them do it or gave them that blessing, especially if it's something that doesn't seem to have any curse attached to it. If it seems to be like, a, like the Bible says, a good and perfect gift. Well, we know that every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of Light. So how can they be getting good and perfect gifts? You know, how, how can they have access? How can they tap into some really, really good blessings or good things if the devil's giving it? So obviously, as time went by, as I became an entrepreneur and I started noticing, I started listening to, you know, as you're entering personal growth, you listen to many voices because you want to learn more. And I was very hungry for knowledge when I started personal growth because all I had done for the last, the previous 20 years was spiritual growth. So when I entered personal growth, I wanted to know more about personal growth. I really wanted to understand what I was missing and, and, and I listened to a lot more voices which led me to listen to non-Christian voices that are popular, such as uh, Jack Canfield, uh, for, for one, who's a very big advocate of the law of attraction. And as I listened to what he was saying, I thought, man, Maybe there is something to it, to this law of attraction. But as a, as a brainwashed evangelical with the background I had, I was like, but I can't start dabbling in that because that's going to lead me down a dangerous path. So in the beginning, that was my attitude. But the more I, I evolved as an entrepreneur and the more I saw uh, more conservative entrepreneurs such as uh, Brian Tracy talking about you know, practices that he did in, in, in the morning before he started a day that, that were, without him saying it was the law of attraction, he did things that Jack Canfield did. And he had the same results as Jack Canfield. So I was like, well, Brian Tracy's a more down-to-earth, less fluffy, kind of new-agey guy, and it's working for him. That's interesting. And then I started hearing from maybe, you know, voices in the Christian realm. 
who were doing uh, exercises of personal growth stuff in which without, again, without naming it the law of attraction or the secret, they were doing practices which either vision boards or uh, maybe uh, repeating affirmations or whatever that were borderline similar to what those who practice who believe in the secret and having similar results. But these were believers. So, so slowly I began questioning, well, is there something there? Is there something I should know? Am I missing something? And of course, as a curious mind, I don't want to be missing out. And uh, I'm just going to read to you guys what I wrote in my introduction of the book, how I came to, uh, to want to explore this idea. Is that, number one, I wanted to understand it for what it was worth. Because it is the glory of God to conceal a matter and to search out a matter is the glory of kings. And I felt there's something there that I should be exploring. You know, Einstein said that condemnation before investigation is the height of ignorance. And that's what I used to be. I used to be one of those people who would condemn a thing just because it didn't fit in with what I was taught before investigating it. And I didn't want to be that guy anymore. So, of course, it brought up the, the questions when I saw these successful entrepreneurs who said that this actually worked, and some of them were Christians. Well, right then I was like, okay, um, I need to look into this. I need to look into this for myself. And the second uh, thing I wanted to do is I wanted to understand how and if it works. Why? Because if it does work, I didn't want my fellow believers who are the salt and the light of the earth and myself to be left out on the loop, left out of the loop. So in other words, if this did work and I ignored it and I didn't pay attention to it, I would be withholding blessings for myself, right? Right. And number three, I wanted to see which parts of the philosophy and the teaching behind the law of attraction, which parts of it do align with scripture. So I, I went at it from a different view. See, uh, before my mindset was anything that did not align with scripture, I rejected or did not align with scripture in my mind or in my knowledge of scripture, I should add. So now I, I, I use the reverse. I say, okay, let's, instead of condemning it and, and pushing it away, let's take it at face value and see if there are some things that do align with the word of God, which might explain why it does work. Right. So that was my approach. So those were the three things that, that brought me to investigate uh, into the law of attraction to see if it, if it was a thing or if it was just a pie in the sky and, and if people were just imagining things. But uh, I soon found out that they weren't. Right. And I think you do a really good job at explaining you know, the, the law of attraction as a law versus what is taught in the secret, which is very new agey. And so when you read this book, you're going to really see the, the contrast. And he really sheds light in explaining, you know, the whole history of the law of attraction. Where does it start? And, and he really goes into detail to make a case for it, for you to understand what's good and what's not good and how to apply you know, you're going to you're going to see clearly what to apply and what is uh, very new age and is not to be applied. Yeah. And let's not forget, every law has a law maker. 
And it's funny because the first five books of the Bible are called the Torah, which means the law. And if you read, if you take the time to read the Old Testament, there's a lot of laws in there. Why? Because right. God is a God of order. He's a God of law. He's, he's, a, he's a law maker. And everything in our world operates by law. And that's something that most Christians don't understand because we have the, the New Testament Christians, we have the understanding that we're not under the Laws. And law anymore. Mm -hmm. And and we pride ourselves in that, huh? The curse of the law. Christ did away with the law. We're not under the law. So as a result, we tend to reject, whether knowingly or not, what is written in the Old Testament, which gives us a legal understanding of God's personality or, or how he operates, how he made his universe, how he made us, how he made how he created the, the, the world to operate which is very, very legalistic. And what I mean by legalistic is that uh, if a law is not written per se in the Bible, we know that there's 613 different uh, commandments and laws and statutes in the Bible. But there's also laws that operate in nature, right? The law of gravity is not written in the Bible per se, but it still, right. it still applies, right? Uh, the law of sowing and reaping, that's another law that we have. Uh, so once you understand that God is a lawmaker, it makes you. It gives you an extra appreciation for those said laws, and I approached it also in the book. I approach the law of attraction from a let's see if this really is a law perspective. Right, and I think that's really important that you mentioned that because it just makes sense when you think about it. You know, we serve a God that's very structured, and you know everything. When you look at nature, everything has a cycle. Everything, you know functions on its own and it's all put into place um you know so that nature kind of does its course and all that but those are all you know those are all the way god programmed everything and so it just makes sense that the laws of uh you know the laws of the universe are laws that apply to every human being whether they're christian or not christian exactly. and i think that's well explained in the book as well and um i wanted to also ask you what was your greatest epiphany when you were researching the law of attraction? What did you discover that was mind-blowing to you? <laughs> That's funny because you'll probably remember that night you were working in the kitchen on, on the computer and I got home from work and I opened, I opened the door and I came in the kitchen. I kind of ran upstairs and came in the kitchen and I said, it's a law. It's a, remember that I was screaming. It's a law. And, and, and what were your thoughts when you saw me come in the kitchen and scream? It's a law. It's a law. It's a law. How, how did you feel? I'm just gonna throw that question your way because I want to see how you 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 felt because that was my epiphany, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I've seen him get excited many many times, and I'm always kind of like, okay, what are you talking about? And so then he started explaining. You know, I think the breakthrough was really that it's not uh, a respecter, a respecter of, persons. of persons exactly that really hit him strong and that like, hit me so hard so the basically fact that it was a law yeah. and it like it, a law applies for, for example the law of gravity whether you're sane or insane if you jump off a building it's gonna work right what rich or poor law of gravity gonna work you jump off that building you're going down mm -hmm. right it's a law it works it's no respecter of persons, 
right? Right. When I realized that the law of attraction was the same way, that it was no respecter of persons, that was my epiphany. Mm -hmm. I think ultimately that's what led me to write the book because I was so shocked to realize that God had put forth in his creation a law that could work as well. And I, let me be blunt here. The law can work just as well for the godliest Christian and for the most wicked Luciferian you can imagine. Why? Because it is no respecter of persons. And that was the part that was stumping me initially when I began digging into this. I was like, how would, why would God allow a bad person to get good things through the use of the law of attraction? And that's the thing that, that upset me at first, that I, could, I couldn't pin down until I understood that since it's a law, it is no, it, it, there's no respecter of persons involved in it. So it can work for anybody who knows how to use it. Yeah, and I think that, you know, this, the, the, attraction, um, the law of attraction is just one layer of the onion because, um, as you know, if, you learn, if you've been listening to our podcast or if you're new here, you'll want to subscribe because we talk a lot about kingdom principles and uh, kingdom laws and kingdom faith and how all that intertwines together. And I think that that's, you know, one of the elements that, you know, the law of attraction was kind of the, the first foundation of what you were discovering. And then when you dove into more um, understanding kingdom laws, all of that makes more sense. Everything made sense. So yeah. if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't listened to episode 31, um, if you can go to our podcast page, thrivingonpurposepodcast.com, and just click on the menu, Kingdom of God, and you'll get all the episodes that we talk about kingdom, and that will give you even more of a, you know, of an insight on what we're talking about, make more sense to you. So... Are there, were there any other epiphanies that you want to share? Well, w I remember one night I was listening to um, a teaching by uh, the late John Paul Jackson. And uh, I, I love that man. If anybody of you, if any listeners out there have, has, have ever seen John Paul Jackson on YouTube, uh, not only is he a very good uh, teacher of the principles of God, of the Bible, but from a kind of like a metaphysical perspective a little bit more. Uh, he's, he's able to really dig deep in this, the supernatural uh, word of God and explain it in a way that makes sense. And uh, that man, I always thought he had such a radiant face. He looks like the modern day Moses. He looked, he looked like he just <laughs> came down from the mountain with the Ten Commandments and he is irradiating. He's got the Shekinah glory on his face. I, I kid you not. Go see that guy, John Paul Jackson. Uh, his teachings are very good. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's deceased today. But uh, there was a teaching I was listening and he was talking about uh, the New Age. And I, I just want to quote from you guys because I wrote what he said from that teaching. I wrote it in the book and I'm going to read it to you. So he was, he was talking about New Agers. He was talking about Christians and New Agers. And he was basically decrying the fact, in his opinion, that New Agers stole our rainbow. But here's what he said. And I, I quoted him. I, I wrote the, the exact words he said. Some say, that's what New Agers believe or do. 
But the reality is that the New Age took it from us. They've taken our rainbow. They've taken too much from us, and I'm just sick of it. In fact, I want to make everything so godly, they'll be afraid to touch our stuff, thinking, if we do that, they'll think we're Christians. Now we say, if we do that, they'll think we're New Age. Well, shame on us. He was pissed off. And in his anger, it was righteous anger, and in his anger and what he was decrying, I, 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 felt, I felt something stirring in me. And uh, that was also part of the, my process into investigating this further because I was like, well, if a man like him says that, there has to be something. In other words, what's been working for New Agers, it's what should have been working for us. And what's been working for them is probably because they've just been putting it in practice and we haven't. Right. So for me, that's what it... That's what I heard, and I, was, I wanted to find out what that was. And eventually, eventually, all this research not only led me to, to compile the materials to write a book about answering the question, uh, is the law of attraction for Christians, but eventually led me into kingdom understanding and uh, being able to understand what the kingdom of God means and, and everything that, that pertains to it in our lives today while we're on earth exactly and last but not least i know you talk about the dark side of the secret so you talk about the dangers and the dark side um and i know you mentioned you know talking about god versus the universe and i like the fact that you mentioned that because in personal development we hear so many entrepreneurs talking to their audience about they try to talk about faith and spirituality, but then they don't want to talk about God because they don't want to offend people. And so they'll say, if you believe in, in the universe, and, and then they're kind of like talking to two different they're audiences. They're on the fence. Yeah, they're like, yeah, if you believe in God or if you believe in the universe. and Yeah, and, and I think, you know, most of that is to not scare off a certain audience. Yeah. But at the same time, the fact that we don't acknowledge that you know, God is the master of all of this. He is the creator of all these laws. And you can't, you know, use these laws effectively and etch God out. It just doesn't work. It's you can't reject out. the creator of these laws. And you can't fully understand how to use them either if you don't understand God's plan and God's design and why all this was created and mm -hmm. how it's for your benefit and how discovering all this is a treasure, basically, that you're you're discovering little by little as you walk with him and so i like that you talk about that and you also talk about how one of the dangers of the secret is that it can make you lazy do you want to expand on that <laughs> yeah well what i've noticed is is uh, maybe probably not on the christian side but on the the new age you know people who have embraced new thought uh, the new thought philosophy and the law of attraction and who who live trying to live by its principles, I've noticed a very high percentage of them who, and, and I'm not talking about those in the spotlight, those in the media, I'm talking about people that you, you're going to meet at work. or And see, and, and earlier you mentioned, I don't know if you mentioned it, but I've noticed that uh, the law of attraction and, and everything that pertains to the secret has kind of become the fallback uh, default religion of 
atheists or those who don't attend church or yeah, who don't believe in Christianity. Modern. It's it's you talk yeah. to someone who doesn't go to church and who doesn't read about what they believe, it, and especially if it's a woman. I've noticed it's very popular with women. And it's going to be along the lines of what is taught in new age circles yeah. and the secret. Well, I believe you attract good things if you think good things and everything. So they it's kind of become part of our our mindset as a society. It's become their religion, yeah. It's become a kind of a religion, like a, a default religion, I would say. Uh, and uh, so I've noticed that, yeah, it can make a lot of them lazy. Uh, I remember I, this woman, I, I told this story before, but when I had written my book, Lead Like a Superhero, she came to see me and she said, uh, congratulations on your book. I'm going to write a book too. I said, wow, really? That's great. So, so uh, do you know what it's going to be about? No, not yet. So you have, have you started writing it? No, not yet. But I can see it and I can almost touch it so I know it's going to happen. Well, at the time I remember thinking, well, talk about self-delusion. I mean, the book won't write itself. The book, <laughs> when you're writing a book, you have to get to your keyboard and I don't care how much humming and hawing and uh, imagining and visualization you do and law of attracting you try if you don't put your fingers on that keyboard nothing's gonna happen okay unless you engage in occult activity and automatic writing which is a whole new, a whole other thing but we won't, we won't go there but the point is I thought she was completely gone and I realized that she was basically like you said being like she was being lazy she didn't. She wasn't going to put in the work. Yeah, she thought like, that just by because she had that that fun thought of someday I'm going to. She was living on someday aisle, right? Someday aisle. Someday I'll do this. Someday I'll do that. And, and she was visualizing herself with her book in her hands, which, pro, which probably didn't have a title on it. It was probably a, a bunch of blank pages. But she thought she was going to write a book. And I was like, it, it was there, there was no substance to that desire. And if there's one thing you learn in personal growth and when you study how to apply the law of attraction, there has to be substance to your desire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and Especially action. And I think it, th that's huge when it comes to the secret. A lot of people mis misunderstand these things and the way it's explained in the book is the, a lot of manifestation. And so people think that if they visualize so much what it is that they want in their minds that they're just going to get it automatically because they just manifested it into existence. Yeah. Sort of like, you know, <laughs> I know somebody that would say um, all the time, you know, that that a man was going to come in her life. She was alone. She desperately wanted to, to be with somebody and she just, you know, talk about it and visualize it and, and watch movies, but never did any action step to making that happen yeah didn't you know? go on dating sites didn't go out with friends Never went didn't out. try to exactly. didn't try anything she stayed home behind closed doors and waited for the doorbell to ring and say here i am you lucky <laughs> woman <laughs> exactly and so that's just one example you know of how uh, you, you can't be unrealistic that's not how it works and i like how uh when we were discussing this earlier you were talking about um oprah and jack canfield about how these are not lazy people. They're not lazy people. They are very, very, they work at least 50 to 80 hours a week. They're very hard workers. So, yeah, and I'm not endorsing their philosophy necessarily, but look, you got to face it. They, they teach the law of attraction, but they put action behind it. 
So basically what I said before, action becomes the traction behind the law of attraction. Right, exactly. And I think that's really important because so many people want to kind of live in this fluff world of let me just dream about it and put a vision board and just stare at it and all of a sudden it's just going to happen. There's a lot more to it. It's not just visualizing. You actually do have to put action and and a plan into place and the Holy Spirit can help you with that and there's a lot more to it. So. Yeah, and a vision board is supposed to stir you into action. It's not supposed to keep you dreaming. You know, it, it's two things. Yes, it keeps the dream alive visually, but it's supposed to be something that's going to prompt you into moving forward towards what you're seeing. Exactly. Not just seeing it, dreaming it, and it's going to magically puff up in your life. Yeah. And by the way, while while we're on the topic, we are finalizing the vision board course for Christians where we have done extensive research and we've done a lot of details to really help you uh, in this course to to create a vision board that makes sense for a Christian that will actually bring you closer to God, bring you closer to your kingdom goals, uh, to kingdom expansion and growing your business and doing great things for the Lord, uh, even if you're, you know, especially if you're in a, in a ministry, you can use uh, what we're going to be teaching you. And it's all uh, really good to help you in your goal setting and, and really getting those uh, goals uh, accomplished and all. And so Sebastian really goes into detail and it's a really, really good course. So look out for that. That's coming soon. I think that you'll really, really enjoy that course as well. So we'll just wrap it up. I think that you guys have had a, a pretty good idea about the secret and how we feel about it. And definitely go out and get the law of attraction. Is it for Christians? It's available on amazon.com and amazon.ca. It's going to be a book that's really going to open your eyes to many aspects of the law of attraction, uh, even more into detail than what we explained here today. And um, the other thing I want to say is that this is a really good book if you know other people that are New Agers, other people yeah. that don't believe in God, or that you know are kind of questioning. They're they're a bit spiritual. They're kind of questioning. Is there a God? Like, I don't know much yeah. about this, but they don't really have a Christian foundation. Um, and they're open to, to faith. They're open to spirituality. This is a great book to share with them because this is really going to help them to understand, you know, what they're living, what they're seeing in modern culture and understanding, okay, where does God stand with this? How do you, yeah. what does that make sense in, in, in a Christian perspective? And that might, that tool might actually lead you into good conversation and get you talking to them about God and leading them to Christ. It's a really good open door kind of thing. Instead of, you know, hammering people with a track and saying, you know, the, the basic stuff that we've been saying for years mm -hmm. to people, like people, you know, unbelievers want to understand, you know, the spirituality. They want to understand all these spiritual, uh, the law of attraction. They're intrigued by that. They're yeah. interested in that. So why not use what already spikes their interest to get them into salvation, to get them to understand, uh, you know, what it is to be a Christian, how way more wonderful it is than all this new age crap that's going around. Like there's so much more to understanding kingdom that it would just 
open the whole their eyes to their existence and their purpose here on earth amen to that sister and in the book it's, it's funny because i mentioned that uh, that passage in the new testament when um, the disciples are talking to jesus and, and they're saying why are you teaching only like in, in parables in stories and he says so that those who are not called or in other words those not not called but those who are are not going to believe stay in their unbelief so that they won't understand because it has been given to you, he's talking to the disciples, this, to understand the secrets, plural, of the kingdom of God. The secrets. So, the law of attraction is just one of the secrets of the kingdom of God. And New Agers have tapped into it and, and have had tremendous success in getting stuff through it and by applying it. And so they've been teaching it like crazy because it works because it's a law, but they don't know the secrets, plural. And what and I, and I talk about this and I compare uh, the, the fruit of those who practice the law of attraction versus the fruit of believers who know the secrets, plural, of the kingdom of God. And like you mentioned earlier, I like how you, you I, I think that book is a great bridge uh, because the first part of the book goes into the details of how the law of attraction does align with the Bible and mostly how its teachings ally, uh, go with the Bible. But the second part of the book goes into detail about what the teachers of the law of attraction are neglecting or unaware of or basically just giving false teachings about. So I, I go in detail about the good and the not so good of the law of attraction and literally the bad i talk about the bad too because let's be honest some some have been led astray from christianity through uh the secret so you know it's it's a it's a something we need to be aware of so that's why earlier when mentioning how pastors uh, sometimes tell us oh yeah you shouldn't read that that's dangerous they're just doing their jobs right sure it might be done out of ignorance it might be done out of uh overprotectiveness but they're just scared that some of their, their sheep of, of their congregations would read the book like The Secret and be led astray. And apply and, and, all the wrong things. Yeah. And just, just, just get mixed up in stuff that they shouldn't. Because, and I explain it in the book, but the, the law of attraction, if misunderstood, if you don't understand that a law comes from a lawmaker, in other words, if you don't link it to God, if you don't understand where it's really coming from and how it should be used, it can lead you astray very, very subtly into what we called or what we used to call magic, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and magic is, it's, you know, we, we tend to mystify magic and make it more than it really is. Magic is simply the pursuit of power apart from God. That is what magic is. It's just, I want power for myself. I want whatever, whatever for myself. And I'm going to use whatever means necessary to get to it without God. So that's what magic is. And it leads to all kinds of entanglements and problems and, and demonic oppression and, and all kinds of uh, even Negative worse. Things. Yeah, even worse than that. So uh, I talk about that in the book as well. But so, so there's the, uh, the first part of the book is the positive stuff about the, the law of attraction. And the second part of the book is the negative stuff. And which makes the book a great tool for if you know... Uh, a brother or sister in Christ who are missing out because they reject it so vehemently. They go like, law of attraction, that's new age, that's satanic. That's... And you think, hey, maybe, 
you know, maybe yourself have been doing a vision board or whatever, and maybe they accuse you of being demonic or whatever, and, and maybe you'd like to open discussion with them. It's a great book for that. And likewise, if you have a friend who's a new ager, who doesn't believe in Jesus Christ, who is not, who doesn't, has not come to salvation, has not come to the knowledge of salvation, well, it's also a great tool because it really shows the, the, the law of attractioners, I call them, only have a piece of the puzzle, but they don't have the whole puzzle. So in other words, I, and I told Liz that when I was writing the book, uh, they have a golden egg, but Christians, we have the goose, okay? Mm-hmm. That's how I think we, we need to understand this, ultimately. So the book is great for, for both. It's, it's great to give as a gift to yourself if you want to learn more about the law of attraction. It's great to give as a gift to fellow believers who maybe should know more about the law of attraction. And it's really great to give if you have a friend who's a new ager to uh, give them a um, kind of an entry point into Christianity, understanding uh, more about the kingdom of God and yeah. that this is just a part of it. And Sebastian says new ager, but really anybody that doesn't really practice Christianity or believe in God usually have this philosophy of the universe or By mother nature yeah. or, you know, some other uh, God, uh, you know, nature, goddess or whatever. Uh, they they tend to grasp onto that, and so we say new age, but it's a modern way of thinking. And I think, oh, it's called new thought, right? Yeah. Today they called it new thought. They change names all the time. Exactly, and a lot of people, a lot of people are into that, and uh, they believe that it's the answer, and it's become their religion. So this book really makes a good um, opening of discussion because it's going to make them wonder, it's going to make them question what they're believing. And it's going to make them see another side because they don't get this information from media. Media, Oprah, everybody on the Oprah network, I forget what it's called, OWN or whatever. They're all about this kind of stuff. Mary Forleo, you name it. They're all about this kind of philosophy, but they don't fully understand, you know, more to it where this comes from. And um, you know, the Christian perspective and they won't teach it to you because they don't believe in that. They, they just scratch the surface to the law of attraction and, and pitch their tent there. Exactly. And they prefer believing in the universe than in a creator God who has a name and who has a personality and who wants a relationship with them. Exactly. So we hope that this was really eye-opening for you and that this podcast blessed you. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening from. Uh, We're all over the place. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and you can find our free resources at thrivingonpurpose.com on the front page. We give a lot of uh, free books, free eBooks, and all kinds of content to help you grow uh, in your faith. So be sure to go get that book on amazon.com. We'll put the link in the show notes. Yep, absolutely. So be blessed. And thrive on. For more free resources and content, make sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com 